Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 77 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week's podcast is 12 Things I Wish I Knew Before Starting a Photography Business. Okay, let's get started. Number one, you are not just a photographer. At the beginning of your photography side hustle, you'll quickly realise how many extra skills you're going to need. These are a few that come to mind. Bookkeeping, marketing, social media, graphic designer, website designer, customer relations, wardrobe consultant. If you've ever done family shoots, my only suggestion ever was white tops, pair of jeans, you'll be good. So a wardrobe consultant and treasurer because you're dealing with your money. When you're just starting out, you don't need to be an expert at any of these things. If you struggle with graphic design work, you can find someone on Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. You can get stuff done really cheaply. Or you can go to Canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, and you can do it yourself quite easily. Most of these things you're going to learn as you go. It's a gradual thing. You suddenly realize how good you are at customer relations and if you've never done graphics before, you'll you'll get the hang of it pretty quick. Just be aware that it's not all photography when you're going into your business. Because when I went in, I, all I was thinking about was photography. I could do graphics and I could do websites. But everything else that went with it, you don't realize how much time it takes up. Anyway, number two, find something to shoot in your off season. When I started shooting, I was shooting figure skating for my daughter's uh, skating club. And I suddenly found out in spring that I didn't have anything booked to shoot until the next winter. I didn't even think about it. And it took me a few weeks to get started with a few portrait bookings. And from then on, I realized what I've got to do. But it really does catch you out. You're so engrossed in what you're doing. It's very easy to miss. If your niche is seasonal, like where I am, we have a good winter and a good summer. Find something to shoot in your off season. Try to fill the year with bookings. Now, if you shoot weddings and you need the winter to get over the trauma of shooting weddings, I fully understand. Just do weddings. Uh, The rest of you, you really need to get something sorted out. Okay, number three, don't buy unnecessary equipment. This is something I'm guessing about 99% of photographers suffer from. It's a technology-rich market and we all need those special features. I was a major buyer of unnecessary equipment. I still am from time to time. Before I started shooting weddings, I thought I needed a rain cover. So I bought a rain cover for my camera. My lenses were waterproof, but the body wasn't. And I was worried that it would kill the body if I got water in it. It didn't occur to me at the time that any bride wouldn't want to be out in the rain. Maybe the odd one would, but the majority of brides do not want to go outside in the rain in their wedding dress. So the rain cover wasn't used until I tried it at a dog agility event in the rain. And it turned out to be a pain to use. Um, It was just a nightmare. And it's now stuck in a box somewhere. And I paid decent money for it at the time. You can probably get them cheaper now from China. But the one I bought was uh, top quality PVC. So it, it cost quite a few dollars. So my advice is to start shooting, find out what you need and then buy. You need to remember that your side hustle needs to make a profit. What's the point of doing it? Then it's just a hobby, right? So don't buy unnecessary equipment. I'm sure you will, but I'm just telling you. So, you know, I've told you. Number four, be different. You need to stand out from the crowd. Check out the websites and work of your competition, but don't try to copy them. Try to identify what they don't offer. If they don't offer black and white portraits, then you should. 
I'm not saying just do black and white, but offer them. Offer images that your competitors don't. I used to do a jump shot at weddings where I got the wedding party or just the bride and groom or just the guys to jump. Now, these were really popular. I got lots of weddings just because I did this jump shot. No one else in my area was doing this and I stood out from the crowd. So if anyone wanted a jump shot, I was the one they went to. The last jump shot I did uh, was for the groom and three groomsmen all wearing kilts. And I really still haven't recovered. I'm, I'm still having nightmares. So anyway, if you shoot family portraits, check to see if any of your competitors are using a drone. Imagine the shots you can get in winter. A family doing snow angels shot from above. Or the family sitting on the end of a dock being photographed from over the water. A totally different angle. The options really are endless. And if you're the only one in town offering it, you win. Right, let's move on to number five. Dream big and set goals. I think I suffered from squirrel syndrome when I started out. It wasn't until I set goals that I started to get some traction. Now, the downside of setting goals for me is breaking them down into bite-sized pieces and I never complete them. The goal just sits there and I don't do anything with it. I much prefer thinking about the big goal and just aiming towards it. If it's in your mind, you're going towards it. And remember, these are your goals and there is no punishment for failing to achieve them. Aim high, like shooting eight sessions in your first month. And if you only shoot six, don't worry. You'll get eight next month. But as long as you are thinking about it and you're trying to do it, you're succeeding. Six, streamline your customer experience. The easier you make booking and product purchasing, the happier your customers will be. This is where a good website is needed. If they can book you and pay the session fee in one visit to your site, you'll get more bookings than if they need to call you first and to discuss it. A lot of people just don't like making phone calls. So if you can eliminate that to start with, all the better. Just make it as easy as buying from Amazon and you'll get more bookings. Number seven, never stop learning. When I was getting into using Flash, I was doing a fall shoot for a young couple. Uh, that's Autumn to you Brits. They showed me a photo in a magazine that they wanted to try and copy. Luckily, I had read about reverse engineering lighting the week before, and I actually only finished a couple of days, so it was, it was fresh in my mind. So I gave it my best shot. I could see where the lights were coming from in the image. Afterwards, I realized how lucky I was. The image turned out really good. If it had been two weeks earlier with this couple, I would have failed miserably because I just didn't know how to understand where the light was coming from in the image they showed me. So it's really important to keep educating yourself. Number eight, your time is valuable. Don't give your time away. If you're booked for a one hour session, shoot for one hour. If the customer wants to keep shooting, they need to know it's going to cost them X amount of money. It's not your fault that you, they were late or their kid had a meltdown halfway through the session. Every time you extend a session and don't charge extra, you're reducing your hourly rate. You end up taking more photos that take more time to edit. So make sure that they know if they want extra time and you've got the time to give, it's going to cost them money. So value yourself. Nine. Hire an accountant. I didn't do this for a few years and I got in a right old mess. Accountants love what they do. They're experts at all things tax relatable and can probably save you money by preparing your taxes for you. So stick to being a photographer, 
hire an accountant and get lots of sleep. Number 10, ask for referrals. This is something I didn't do for years. I knew getting referrals was important, but never thought about asking for them. Try setting up a referral system. If someone refers a new customer, they can get a $50 credit off the next shoot. The person that they've referred to you can get a free print. Offering a reward for a referral can reduce your advertising costs in the long run. Give it a try. Number 11, market, market, market. This is a constant in your business. Marketing your Easter shoots in January, fall shoots in July and Christmas sessions in October is a never-ending rotation. When I started out, I had very little marketing going on. Generally, I was always too late getting the word out. If you shoot commercial photography, find out when a corporation is holding its AGM, its annual general meeting, and start marketing three or four months in advance. Wedding photographers market year-round. Sports photographers need to market a couple months, three months before a season starts. Whatever it is you shoot, you need to think about when the decisions are being made and hit them with your marketing in advance. You need to market to grow your business. And last is number 12, which I think is the most important of all of these. It's start building a list, an email list. It's easy to do and allows you to let people know about your latest offers. You need to set up an email list as soon as you have a website. If you don't have one already, set one up today or as soon as possible. To get website visitors to sign up for your list, you need to offer them something. And as a photographer, you can have a sign-up form that offers them all your latest special deals. You just have it near the top of your website, sign up for the latest special deals, or discount coupons, whatever it is, then every week send out a special email offer. It can be anything you want to offer. Whenever you need bookings, start sending emails. It's so simple. The best company to use at the moment is ConvertKit. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can have up to 300 people on your list for free. I think 300 is plenty for most photographers. You can pay a monthly fee and get more, but I think 300 is great. And it allows you to tag the people that sign up. So if they signed up on a certain page of yours, say you shoot weddings and portraits. If someone signs up on your wedding page, it will be tagged with interested in weddings or whatever you want it to be tagged with. And the same for the other page for the portraits. So you can send emails out just to the wedding customers and emails out just to the portrait customers. You really do need a list. It's the big one, really big one. Okay, so... One was you are not just a photographer. Two, find something to shoot in your off season. Number three, don't buy unnecessary equipment. You know you're doing it, so just stop. Four, be different. Come up with something, a different angle of attack, basically. Number five, dream big and set your goals. Number six was streamline your customer service. Number seven, never stop learning. Number eight, your time is valuable. Nine was hire an accountant. Ten, ask for referrals. Eleven was market your business, market, market, market. And number twelve, the big one, was start building an email list. Those are the twelve things I wish I knew before I started a business. Okay, that's it for this episode. If you can leave a review on whichever podcast player you use, especially if you use Apple Podcasts, and make it five stars, please. I'd really appreciate that. 
It really helps the podcast in the rankings. Okay, I'll be back next week with a lot more photo waffle. Have a great week. See you soon. Bye.